This week on Overtime, a heartbreaking, I'm telling you, emotions are elevated, logo redesign gets very personal. Oh, and a Tesla engineer redesigns the chocolate chip, and I find that to be (laughs) extremely funny. Plus, staying productive and getting hyper-focused. Let's go! Good design work should clearly communicate a message. The same is true for good designers. So why present flat, lifeless product ideas? Put an interactive prototype in the hands of your manager, client, or CEO, and watch their eyes light up as they buy into your vision. Framer is your secret weapon. Start from scratch or import work from another design tool, drag and drop powerful interactive components, set up transitions, and create your own stunning animations, all without code. It's rich, realistic prototyping made easy. So sign up for free or get 20% off any paid plan by visiting framer.com slash overtime. That's framer.com slash overtime. Now, before we get into the news today, I have something special to say because we actually have a co-host guest today. And I'm so excited about that. It's been so long. It's nice for me to have somebody to talk to. <laughs> it's none other than designer, art director, letterer, and friend, Ade Hogue. Hi, Ade. Welcome. Hi, Meg. <laughs> okay, so I'm just very excited to have you here because <laughs> normally what I do whenever I have a guest on this podcast is I reach out to them and I'm like, hello, my name is Meg. I host this podcast. Would you like to be on my podcast? And you have been trying to get for a while, but you don't like being on podcasts. I do not. But something was called to your attention that you were so passionate about that you reached out to me and you said, Meg, (laughs) I need to come on and talk about the subject. And it's perfect (laughs) because it's about a logo redesign. And I often have to talk about logo designs on this podcast, which is really hard because I don't have strong opinions. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you do. Well, I usually I usually don't have super strong opinions about this kind of stuff. This is just, it's one particular instance. Like I understand, like that, I think that's the, the thing about, you know, you watch, you see these comments like brand new and sites like that, right? And everyone like, freaks out about a company rebranding or like it being bad and they paid so much money for whatever. Uh, I usually don't care because I understand that like it's corporate structure and you have to like appease 700 people in the process so like yeah sometimes you just get something that isn't that great it's a byproduct of it but this one means a lot okay so this one means (laughs) a lot to you because it is the logo for the one and only bojangles yeah Mm -hmm. um let's first start off by telling me about what is what is bojangles what is bojangles and what is bojangles to you oh man bojangles is a uh chicken place i guess a chicken fast food restaurant it is like the better of them um it is a southern based one so i don't think they have any location really outside of the south uh i think like the, the furthest north is like kentucky or something i don't know um but so i am from north carolina Bojangles is headquartered in North Carolina. So like it's, it holds a special place in my heart. And every time my sister will tell you this, every time I go back to North Carolina, as soon as we set foot out of the airport, I like look for the first Bojangles. Like I have to have it. It's that's what I need. So let's talk about this redesign. So if you would have asked me to talk about the Bojangles logo, originally I would have been like, I don't know about that logo. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't have sort of this nostalgic view on Bojangles that you do. So what did you what did you love the most about the original Bojangles logo? 
I mean, it just, it feels so right in all the wrong ways. And I think that that's okay. Like <laughs> it, it looks like it was something that was made in like the seventies and it was like not super, like when thinking through like typographically, like how well it holds up at small sizes and that kind of stuff. It looks like it wasn't really clearly thought out. It's like <laughs> the type is red with a black outline over a yellow shape. And it is like, it's super, I don't know. It's, it's hard to read. I get it. Um, so I understand why you would like maybe think you would want to rebrand this or to change this, but then a big part of me, it doesn't understand it at all. Has Bojangles done that thing that a lot of American casual dining chains have done where they're trying to like modernize the interior? Yes, in a big way. And like every time I go to one, like the one that we used to go to as kids, sorry, Meg's laughing right now because she sees the excitement on my face. <laughs> but when um, when I go back, the one we used to go to is super modern now. And like, it's like luxury. And it's like all of the floors are done and like the seats are nice. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to like it came from the 90s and is rough and hasn't been updated in 30 years like that's okay <sighs> wow this is a powerful moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like i barely even talk about design in general like so to get me on a <laughs> podcast talking about a, a logo is crazy like it's true love yeah but how dare they okay so explain to explain to the listeners what they've done to the bojangles logo <sighs> So they they removed its character. They tried to keep that same sort of like the Bojangles logo has this like bouncingness. It has like a rolling sort of baseline uh, that all the letters are on that are kind of weird overall. Like all the letters are sort of all over the place. Um, but they got rid of that black outline. Uh, they tried to keep. So Bojangles does this thing where it's like their main campaign is it's bow time, um, and they use the large bo they're like overemphasized and they use it a lot of times so they tried to keep the same sort of aesthetic and like they knock out the b to make it look like the b was like sort of behind the o it just like just doesn't come across that great in my opinion but i mean yeah and then the big thing is they also remove the i guess it's sort of an apostrophe of sorts i don't know they removed the apostrophe and like it's not in the new version. Interesting. So before it was like Bojangles was someone and this is theirs. And now yes. it's just like more than one Bojangle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just multiple Bojangles. So, okay. But the fun part about that is that if you have a sack of Bojangles, it's like everything in your sack is a, a single singular Bojangle. So if I say, what's in your bag? You just, you say, I have Bojangles. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't think about the the consequences of of certain punctuation marks <laughs> until this very moment. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, my condolences to you on the loss of this important logo. I hope that at some point in your life you can get an original Bojangle sign of some kind to have in your home. <laughs> yeah, I got to find something. Uh, I think like they have to be getting rid of. The, the signs that are like on the road, right? Like the massive ones. Maybe yeah. I can like get one of those from our office. So it can always be bo like bow time. Like that's, it'll, that's what it'll always be in my office. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before I make you stop talking about Bojangles and move on to the other topics, is there anything else you need to say? <sighs> I just, I'm, I just, I guess the only thing I want to say is I understand why it could happen, why this, they felt like this needed to happen. But sometimes things just don't need to be redesigned. Like, let us live in the past. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel dated in comparison to some of the other places. Like, you don't have to be Chick-fil-A. You don't have to be, like, you know, that's, that's not what this is. And it's okay. It's okay to just be who you are and, like, know your position in the world. You're a yes. Southern 
chicken chain that serves breakfast biscuits. Like, just be that. You ain't got to, you don't have to go nationwide with this look and this aesthetic. That's, that's a really good point. I saw a tweet, I think yesterday about, I think they reannounced that they're bringing Ren and Stimpy back and somebody, which I find exciting, um, but somebody was saying how we keep bringing back and we keep reemerging things and like reinventing them and bringing them back when maybe we should just be who we were. Yeah. And allow room for new people to have their own ideas. Right. New new people, new stories, new whatever. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with like with movies that are rebooted over and over again. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yes, do are there sometimes better versions of the movie? Of course. Like the new Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield or like or whatever, the Tom Highland are so much better than the to me than some of the older ones. And like it's cool that there yeah, there's like new stories. But also part of me just wants to enjoy the old Tobey Maguire walking down the street doing a little the gun shooting thing, finger gun thing. Like that's cool too, you know? And it's like if they would have ended there, like that's just where it ends. And we appreciate that for what it was. Yeah. Ah, oh, money and power. That's all yeah, that's all anybody wants. <laughs> Keep trying to suck more money out of us. That's right. You, you can't blame Bojangles for chasing that cash. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you can't. You can't. And they probably, realistically, I feel like they saw what happened with Popeyes. Because Popeyes rebranded recently and like tried to keep that same sort of flair in their logo, but like modernize it with modern Sansair type that's tracked out, like the same sort of thing. Uh, I feel like they saw that and was like, we need to do that too. Uh, and now we're in this place. Where your your heart is broken. They've broken your heart. It really is. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on. All right. This news story, I'm really excited to talk to you about because I saw, it seems like every news outlet is covering the story, which is really funny to me because that means that someone created a press release for this story. So (laughs) there's a company, a chocolate company in San Francisco called Dandelion Chocolate. And okay. so just imagine tech, tech people chocolate is basically what I want you to imagine in your head. So tech people chocolate company also reached out to a engineer from Tesla and they asked this engineer to redesign the chocolate chip to become um, more tasty, I guess. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, to taste better and to cook better. And so this engineer from Tesla got what I would imagine is a dream project for an engineer to redesign the chocolate chip to become the perfect chocolate chip. And so this engineer redesigned the chocolate chip. And now the new shape is something they're calling a facet. And (laughs) it's flat and shiny and sort of pyramid-like. And it's really big. (laughs) And that's the story. (laughs) I'm so glad that we're now on video. I'm glad this is just like an audio thing because like my reaction to this whole story, my eyebrows are just moving all over the place because I fully don't understand redesigning a chocolate chip. <laughs> like what do you got to do to make it taste better? Chocolate already tastes good. You could just like pour it in a slab and it's going to look, it's going to taste good. It's so silly. I'm really interested to know how much this engineer got paid. Probably more than we care to 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 think about like it's probably a lot and we're gonna be pissed off (laughs) because of it so nothing really is different about the recipe of the chocolate chip it's just their standard chocolate recipe it's just the shape that's different and apparently because of the facet like shape it allows it to have a more surface area so Mm. whenever you bite into the cookie there's more chocolate Mm. but you know why 
what's wrong with a just a nice rectangle shape? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, that doesn't really make sense to me because I feel like oh, there'd be a whole lot of surface area if it comes in the yeah, like a little square, like dear dear deli, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, you just lay that flat on your tongue. That is like maximum surface area, <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> Am I crazy? So we really just need to be making tongue-shaped chocolate chips. Yeah. Yeah. Like make it as thin as possible and like to fit your mouth as precisely as possible. And boom, you've accomplished the same thing. Like whatever this person got paid, I want to get paid to reinvent the chocolate chip again. And I'm going to crush it. <laughs> you just need to contact Bojangles and say, hey, look, <laughs> redesigning the chocolate chip worked for Dandelion Chocolate mm-hmm. in San Francisco. I think it can work for you. Let's go. Yeah, maybe I should reach out and try to redesign the chicken biscuit because I think I would just put more chicken on the biscuit and boom, done. We can all agree that a good creative workflow solves the common pain points in the fragmented design process. And that's where Banner Snack comes in. As I said on their podcast, I'm a big believer in creating a supportive team environment. And, you know, while we're working from home, it's more important than ever for teams to collaborate productively. With the help of Banner Snack's intuitive features, your team can focus on ideation rather than redundant tasks. So find out more at bannersnack.com slash overtime.html. So, Ade, how are you getting through this pandemic? I don't know about you. I'm constantly thinking more about myself (laughs) in the way that I have nothing else to do with my brain because there's Mm -hmm. less distractions. So I'm just fixated on what's happening, what I'm doing, who I'm affecting. (laughs) And so it's making it really hard for me to feel productive because I think my brain is busier than usual right now. Yeah with things that are not what it's supposed to be fixating on. So how how are you finding this pandemic? Are you feeling some of the same things? Are you are you productive more than usual, less than usual right now? Uh, I guess so. I mean, it would be hard to say that I'm not more productive than usual. And it's a byproduct of being busier than usual. Having so much work to do it makes it so that I'm just like, I don't have a choice but to be pretty productive. Um, and the last like two or three months have been pretty intense. So yeah, I mean, it sounds bad to say like, I haven't, oh, I haven't had a time like a lot of time to focus on other things or to focus on the outside world because I clearly have I've been making art for that stuff too um but not necessarily like getting time to just sit down and think about it and like scroll through Instagram endlessly endlessly or Twitter endlessly like um having so much other stuff is a distraction from those distractions well that's good this is the best possible answer for me to hear because it sounds like your productivity hack is just having work to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, if I didn't, I get I probably would be like real bad about, yeah, just like sitting here and like just trying to soak up more information and getting distracted by it like constantly. Yeah. Well, I also think what I was curious to ask you about is historically, I know you do something that I also kind of do where it seems like whenever you get an idea to do something, you kind of just seem to drop everything and you run oh, to work yeah. and you just do it and you mm-hmm. seem like you're really good at hyper focusing and I want to know more about how that happens for you do you find that it's because you're a freelancer and you're sort of able to have a free schedule and are in charge of your schedule that allows your brain to be able to work like that better yeah the um, being a freelancer like it makes it easier to be able to do that to like drop everything but like if I'm being 100% honest my last job was at an agency and I did that same thing like if I had an idea, like this is when I was really first starting to learn like photography and starting to learn how to do 
Um, it's when I first really was playing with food type and any of that kind of stuff too. But we shoot portraits all the time in the studio. We had a, a thing there called Curiosity Hour where we had a, an hour every week available like that we could build towards just being curious, doing whatever. And I would just like in the middle of the day, like stop and go do stuff. And while it's not really good for your job performance and maybe not good for your reviews or whatever, whatever normal people do, um, it, I, I feel like I had to. It's like, I, I guess I, I value the creative energy and the spark so much that it's like, I'm, it's like if it's here, if it's right in my hands or in my brain or whatever in this moment, it's like, I have to run with it. Right. Like it's like, you know, somebody threw me a ball and it's like, what are you going to do with it? Somebody, it's like, I'm either going to fall down with it or I got to run with it. I got to move forward with it. Right. Excellent sports reference. Yeah. Sports reference for yeah, I means dribble. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Let's use a basketball analogy. Like somebody passed me the ball. It's like, what do I do? Right. Either pass it or do I shoot the shot? Right. I'm, I got to shoot the shot right now. Right. Yes. You know, shoot or shoot. That's, that's, that's what you do. But yeah, just like see, knowing that, that, uh, that creative energy is limited and it's it's not that it's rare but it's like rare that you get these moments like oh man like this is a brilliant idea and I need to do it like I feel like I have those if I have those moments I need to capitalize on it immediately because I might not have the opportunity ever again that's a really good point because I think that's sort of how creativity works for I would assume every human brain it's like it, and I don't understand how people with full-time jobby jobs do this when you just have to be creative on a certain day at a certain window of time when someone's just like, we need you to complete this by 4 PM. And you're like, okay. But cause I think whenever you can't, when you don't have the freedom to drop everything, which most people don't, then you end up having to create things in a certain window of time. And then you just make worse work. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I think it's a, you know, you sort of see it when you, when it comes to, um, agency work or whatever it's like sometimes the work is not that good and I, I can attest to the fact that like when I was at agency I think I've there's plenty of times which I made bad things as a byproduct of not having time you have to like sort of just force it out I had to do something right then right there um and that's just that's just sort of how it happens and sometimes when you have those moments to have more time then you can fully lean into those moments and you create something better I think that's like sort of the trade-off sometimes you make some really good stuff because you have lots of time or or lots of resources sometimes you don't and it's like well okay it's all right like it's just a social media post so everybody will forget about it in 24 hours anyway so exactly that's a very good thing to remember I also feel like on that note I think that I've observed the fact that you also are really good at setting boundaries for yourself when it comes to like phone stuff help me Tell me what to do. What do you do? How do you do that? Well, so my secret is just to not respond to people 90% of the time. Uh, <laughs> it, it makes you look like a horrible human being and an even worse friend. But like, I, 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 I understand my attention span is low. It's like, I, I, I can't focus on, on things for very long. I like, ugh, I get scatterbrained. I go, I want to think about something else. And the same thing with sort of creativity, right? That same sort of catch the ball and shoot it sort of thing. Like, oh, it's like, if I am doing something and I get a text message and it's not urgent. Like, what are we doing next week? I might not text you back right now. And the next thing I know, I forgot about it for a week and a half. And I'm like, oh, you still want to do it tomorrow? Well, I think what I'm taking away from what you're saying, though, I, I think it's important to just do what you need to do for your brain because mm-hmm. you know how your brain works best and you know what you need to alter about your lifestyle in order to make sure that your brain is the most successful. And yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with not responding to people, especially if they know that's how you are and you right. can just tell your be okay telling your friends that, that, you yeah, know, like, Hey, look, 
I might not respond to you right away. This isn't anything personal about you. This right. is just what I need to do to be most productive. Or just to, to survive, like to, to be healthy mentally. Um, it's funny because like I, my sisters are like very aware of this. Uh, and like, I, you know, I've had, my sister had a friend who like wanted me to design something for them. And then like they, they mess they text me and they're like, I didn't respond back for a week. And it's like, uh, and they email me, I don't respond back for like two weeks because the lead time is even lower there um, or longer there. And I, my sister has to tell him like, oh, that's just how he is. Like it's, you have to set the expectation sometimes. And like, it's okay. Um, sometimes people are going to think you're, you're not a nice person. And like, you know, sometimes I feel like that when I get on Instagram, I have all these messages and DMs and, and comments and like, do I want to respond to every single one of them who says something nice about what I do or what I've said? Yes. But do I have the mental energy to? Absolutely not. Uh, and so I just have to like set those boundaries. I'll like usually scroll through for a couple of minutes, respond to a couple of things. And then like the non-urgent questions, then they usually get forgot about and it sounds bad, but it's, it's what I need in order to keep like be productive, continue to be productive. Absolutely. I, this is so nice to hear because I always feel the same way. And I'm sure everybody does, especially yeah. when it comes to like DMS on social platforms of trying to respond to everybody because people are saying such nice things and they, of course they deserve a response, but it's like, it can be really taxing to try and get through everything all the time yeah. and stay on top of it always. And then just the nature of specifically with Instagram is that things go away eventually or they get buried and then you lose right. them. Right. And like, where'd they go? <laughs> on average, I would say like if I post like something on my Instagram stories that gets like that, there are certain things that I just like know is going to get a lot of comments. As soon as I like put it up there, I was like, people are going to message or like respond to the story image. And like generally there'll be 15 to 20 on a single like story post. Uh, and like, you know, there might be 20 of them that are, or 15 of them that are just fire emojis. Right. And like, how many times does that bury like an actual comment that's in there? And like, you have to open up all these things and to like try to view them and try to, to make sure people's, people are heard. It can be difficult. It can be difficult, but it sounds like you're really good at, this is something I think people know about themselves of like, Hey, I have a problem with this. I have a problem with sinking myself into my phone for mm -hmm. four hours at a time. Me, I certainly have a problem with it. <laughs> I do everything I can to set myself up for success, but then I just kind of cheat yeah. constantly. And and then it makes me feel worse. So I think you're doing a great job of being aware of what you need to do. And you're just doing it, which I love. And I think that's just the the fact that I think you're a disciplined person, which really helps sometimes 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 I'm super disciplined sometimes I have like no discipline whatsoever so when you pop yourself into a bojangles that's where where your discipline is gone absolutely not yeah yep yep I have no willpower or self-control when it comes to certain foods like when it comes to sweets or 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 chicken <laughs> <laughs> like any kind of candy or or chocolate and chicken like I there's no self-control I'll I'll buy it I'll eat it all but when it comes to Text and Instagram, yeah, you got plenty of self-control there. Wow, this is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is very helpful. Do you also, are you one of those people where you look at your email only certain times of the day? Are you, are you good about that? Because I'm not. Yeah, yes and no. So I, of course, like, it, I think it's a byproduct of like having the, I use Mac mail, of course, and like the little thing pops up and it shows you every message. So like when I'm working on something and I know like I'm waiting on a response, yeah, if I see something come across or, or a new work opportunity that I need to respond to quick, um, I of course keep an eye on it. But I, I would say I'm actually pretty good at like setting parameters there. 
in a in almost a bad way. Like sometimes I set those parameters, like I look, and I don't respond to an email, and I forget about it for a couple of days. And then like what I end up doing is like once a week, oftentimes I'll just like click and open um, all the emails, like as as they come in, like oh I need to respond to this, but it's not urgent. I click it and it opens up a new window, and I just keep doing that over and over again. And so wow. at the end of the week, I'll have like twenty of these, and I'll just like sit down. I'll come to the office. It'll be like a Wednesday morning, and I'll just sit here and I'll just like one at a time in, in the order that they're in, respond to the emails. Uh, and that's just like sort of the best way that I can do it. That's fascinating. So you just have like 20 open windows all week until you respond to them. Wow. Yeah, it gets a little confusing because sometimes when you <laughs> click like the mail icon, it'll like open up a, win- a window like, no, 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 don't take it out of order. Like it needs to like be in the stack. And it's it's almost like people are giving me messages on pieces of paper and I like stack the messages up. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, let me respond to message number one and put this in the mail. Message number two, put that in the mail. Like, can we start thinking about email as if it was mail again? Like, let's, let's go to the the you know the real thing. <laughs> Ade, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um question for you, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh well, you know, don't don't just don't look for me. It's you know, I'm worthless on the internet. No. Uh I'm at Ade Hoke on I think almost everything. I don't think there's anything that's not Ade at A D E H O G U E, which yeah, you know, keep it simple. All right, thanks Ade. Uh, thank you, Meg. Well, okay, that's it for this episode of Overtime. Wow, memories, we made them together. Thanks so much, Adeho, for hanging out with me today. And if you'd like to take this conversation onto the old internet, use the hashtag DribbleOvertime, or of course, tweet or tag me. My handle is at your buddy bag, and make sure to give our co-host guest Ade a shout. His handle is at Adehog. Bye, hear me next week. Bye.